Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This is NBA Today, hosted by Malika Andrews. This is NBA Today, and we are in one of my favorite cities. Actually, you know what? It is my favorite city in the entire United States. It is New York, and it just so happens that the city that never sleeps is also the center of the basketball universe. We had the draft last night, and we are still here today. And with that, I'm Malika Andrews, joined by uh, soulmates Richard Jefferson and Kendrick Perkins. We also have front office insider Bobby Marks and senior NBA insider Adrian Wojnarowski. And coming up on NBA Today, Woj is going to peel back the curtain just a little bit on how Paolo Bancaro became the number one pick after all signs were pointing to Jabari Smith Jr. This is a fascinating story, but we do need to start with the basketball news of the day. And I want to be clear, this is the basketball news of the day. Kyrie Irving, because Kevin Durant, he released a podcast today. And here is some of what was said by KD on how involved he will be on Irving's impending free agency. So he said, there's no involvement at all. I can't be involved with this is this man's livelihood. This is much bigger than me. Being a free agent is one of the most important times in your career. That can't be swayed by anyone else. Nothing can happen right now. So I'm just going to let things play out, see where the chips fall where they may. It seems like that's what Kevin Durant is saying here. There's a lot to unpack, though, from those qu- from those quotes. And uh, don't worry, Perk, you're going to have the floor in just a little bit. But Woj, I do want to start with you here because you've been all over this story from the very beginning. Kevin Durant's basically saying out of this situation is out of his control. But But what is his role in sort of all of this? Well... Listen, they went into free agency together three years ago and were very much connected in how they operated in free agency, came together, came to Brooklyn, got a deal for DeAndre Jordan at the same time, which when you look back didn't really make sense for where that franchise was, where Jared Allen was in his career. So they have impacted each other's Mm. free agency, and I do think Kevin Durant is going to impact, um, uh, has an impact on how this goes with Kyrie Irving and the Nets, that's just how it goes in the NBA. When players partner together to go play somewhere or make a decision either to leave or to go forward together, they're doing it in a, in a very connected way. Uh, so uh, I think a great deal of this Kyrie Irving story is, is influenced by Kevin Durant and whether or not Kyrie Irving leaving will push Kevin Durant to ask the Brooklyn Nets for a trade. That's what we are talking about here if Irving goes. You know you know what's crazy that I saw in Kevin Durant comments was when he talked about, like, basically it's Kyrie's personal decision and he can't persuade a man to, to go in a direction. Well, somebody persuade you. You went sit down and you had meetings with Golden State. They persuaded you to leave Oklahoma City when y'all had meetings in the Hamptons. So you're telling me, a guy that you call, quote-unquote, your brother, Mm. that you don't have an impact on his decision-making for him whether or not he want to opt into his contract on the team that y'all chose to join together, and then all of a sudden you come out on the podcast and say, hey, you know what, it's his decision. It's the most important 
uh, time of his life. First of all, this is not Kyrie's first contract extension or, you know, free agency or whatever you want to call it. So I don't get what Kevin Durant is saying. I don't understand why Kevin Durant don't hold Kyrie Irving accountable. Um, That's the crazy thing to me. Well, I, I, I understand completely what you're saying. And I think when you look at the Brooklyn Nets situation and, you know, I've been there a ton. When both players decide to go there, and then when Kevin Durant signed that extension, everybody was like, oh, okay, well, Kevin Durant, he's the first domino to fall. You're like, you know, obviously there was James Harden. There was some other dominoes, obviously, that needed to go. But you're looking at this as like, oh, well, once Kevin Durant signed, everything else is kind of like – you know, work itself out and, and what I respected when Kevin Durant signed early, he was like, hey, this is the franchise that I'm going to be with. We're, we're going to stop any other nonsense. I want to be here. And then obviously, you know, you know, Kyrie, then the James Harden situation started to happen. And so you're still looking at Kevin Durant as you're that dude. This franchise hinges on every decision that you're going to make. And so, you know, hopefully the Nets are having conversations with him saying like, hey, these are our options. If he leaves, what are you doing? Because KD could obviously impact his decision and say, listen, if he leaves, I'm leaving too. And now it's like, for me, if you're Kyrie, the fact that he's trying to stay out of it implies that he's more committed to the Nets than he is to Kyrie. Well, and to be very clear, right, Kevin Durant, he signed that contract extension last offseason. Kyrie Irving and James Harden, there was questions about whether or not they would do so. They obviously did not. James Harden has since departed. So the question that sort of comes up in my mind, and I know, Woj, you've written about this extensively, is where exactly can Kyrie Irving go because of these various cap space situations? So what would that even look like, Bobby? Well, I think the place he should go is Brooklyn. The no, you should say. I, I do. <laughs> I, I do. I mean, I think I think there's so much at stake for both sides right. here. I think there's so much at stake when you look at it from Kyrie Irving financially, what the alternatives are going to be outside of the Nets when you look at a lack of market for teams that have cap space. The likelihood is that a signing trade is likely off the table because of all these hard cap restrictions, um, how much teams are willing to give up in, in value. And I think there's a lot at stake for Brooklyn, right? We talked about the Kevin Durant factor. If Irving elects to go somewhere else, mm. there's a domino effect here. And the last time I looked at it, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, a healthy Ben Simmons, Joe Harris, yeah, that's Patty Mills, yeah. what else they do in free agency, we can put that team up there with, with, you know, top three in the Eastern Conference. So there's a lot of consequences here that are – everyone has to realize what the consequences are going to be. I think the concern right now for, I think, the Nets organization yeah. is negotiations – listen, people try to gain leverage. If you're Kyrie Irving, you are trying to get the Nets to give you a longer-term deal with more guaranteed money than they want to give – the Nets are trying to go in the other direction. Shorter deal, uh, incentivized uh, because he just hasn't been on the floor as much as they'd like the last couple of years. This is getting acrimonious. And I think that's the concern when you look at what, not just Kyrie Irving's future in Brooklyn, but Kevin Durant's future and whether they can hold this thing together right now. Absolutely. I do just want to pull up the list of teams that Woji reported that Kyrie, he sort of has a wish list that he could potentially see himself fitting with (laughs) if he and the Nets can't come to an agreement on this situation. You can see the full list here, but I want to be very clear. One part of your reporting, Adrian, was that this is the list that Kyrie Irving would like. That's not necessarily I I would like a whole bunch of things that don't necessarily (laughs) come to fruition at any given moment. I would have liked to have, you know, a full Uh, the interest isn't mutual. Okay, that's several, all I wanted yes. to hear. The interest isn't mutual in several of these places, and obviously the Lakers are the ones that loom. Mm-hmm. And does Kyrie will Kyrie Irving walk away from 
a $36 million player option this year that he can just opt into and have that money guaranteed, especially after a year when he lost about $17 million by not being vaccinated last yes. year and, and untold more with a sneaker deal that isn't going to be there for him anymore, certainly maybe at the level it was. So uh, financially, and you know, as Bobby's documented well, the Lakers, except for if they go out and you know, really do some creative things financially, they can't pay him any more than $6 million next season. Uh, now they could clear cap space and sign him to an extension down the road, but you're essentially looking at a $30 million plus uh, pay wow. cut wow. to walk away from this Brooklyn team to, to opt out. And as Bobby said, just opting in and hoping to get a sign and trade somewhere, it's a very complicated scenario. Well, one, how can Kyrie Irving have the audacity to have a, a wish list, right? Like, how can you present an organization that you have been disrespectful to since the time you have arrived, not showing up to practice, not sending out a text or giving people a phone call, disrespecting your head coach, disrespecting your teammates at times? And then on top of that, right, we all think, and I, I, Bobby, that was a great point, about the right thing for Kyrie Irving to do is to sign back to Brooklyn. We all know the right thing, but when we go right, Kyrie Irving goes left. So now you got to put yourself in Kyrie Irving's mind and his brain. And he don't really care about a lot of things that we're talking about saying, oh, the, the, the common sense to tell you, opt into your contract, play with Kevin Durant, make 30 plus million uh, next season, don't turn that down or go play with, uh, with LeBron James for six. I think he should actually go play with LeBron James, to be honest with you. When I look at it, when I look when he was playing with LeBron in Cleveland, their playoff record was 39-13. and 13. We haven't really saw, seen Kyrie Irving play consistent elite basketball at, at a high level for a long period, expanded period of time mm. since playing alongside LeBron James. Well, I mean, in, in a perfect world, Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving is a max player. Yeah, but on a on a year to year basis. I mean, that's and, and you know how the NBA works like Brooklyn's trying to do something that's unique, signing a player to a max contract on a short term or maybe, uh, you know, games played in years three and four incentive based on the end. And if you're Kyrie Irving, you're looking at still like the player that was in Cleveland, that was in Boston, that, you know, is a four or five year guy. And the. the there's many, not many options out there for him. There's yeah. not many teams that are willing to commit four years to him. Even in a, even if in a, in a signing trade, the signing trade rules is that it's a minimum of three years in a deal. Like yeah. you can't do a signing trade and say it's a one-year <laughs> contract. So, it's there's a lot of complexities to it. But as I said, he's a max player, but on a year-to-year -year basis. And we know that if Kyrie Irving plays for the Nets this year, plays 70 games, makes a deep <laughs> run in the know, playoffs, you already know what it is. The following year, if he doesn't want to play in Brooklyn anymore. There will be teams who will create the salary cap Correct. space. There will be opportunities for him that aren't there right now. Well, and this is the one thing that I want to make, make sure that is very clear. Kyrie is always allowed to go do whatever he wants. Kyrie is in a position where if you do not want to get vaccinated, fine. If, if you want to maneuver in a certain way and you want to take time off. But what happens when you do that is right now, this is when teams get their get back. 
This is when teams get their get back. Kyrie and every, everybody can do whatever they want until it's time to get paid. Now you're saying, I want max money for multiple years. And it's like, well, you're always trying to earn your next contract. And so if you were Kyrie Irving and you were the owner of a multi-billion dollar team, would you give yourself a max contract? Because it's not based off talent anymore. It's based off of production. And production is when you're on the court and what happens, how you lead a, a franchise as an organization. So for me, Kyrie doesn't deserve it because he hasn't put himself in that spot. But is he one of the most talented players we've ever seen? Yes. Yeah. Is he a max player with a max contract? Yes. yes. But if this is how your last two, three years have gone, you're right. not going to get it mm -hmm. when it's time for the team to be like, okay, you can, be, you can have that, but now it's our turn to be like, no more. Right. And there is no deserve. It's what you can get what in you the earned. marketplace. What right? you yeah. and, and so... Listen, if there were teams, if there were big market teams right now who had significant salary cap space, I think there, there might be a number of them who would yeah. still be willing to mm. do that with Kyrie Irving. But the Knicks who are trying to create salary cap space, they've got a target in Jalen Brunson mm. and, and, and maybe a level of confidence they can go out and get him. They know who he is. The relationships and history with the people in New York yes. are pretty unique and really strong. That's where they're making their run. We know if the Lakers had a bunch of salary cap space, if they had traded Russell Westbrook's contract into, into Oklahoma City's cap space and gave up picks and had the space, they would do it. You know the crazy thing, no, Kyrie Irving could have got the money that he wanted yeah. because we all know that it was supposed to go Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving all were supposed to sign their extensions before the season started. And then who messed it up? Kyrie Irving. Well, I, I do think, though, that's one of the reasons why we're talking about Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving being intrinsically linked. When, when Kevin Durant is talking about the fact that this is a grown man who needs to make his own decisions because it was a joint decision to then come to Brooklyn together, that's why these questions are coming about whether or not then there would be an exit at the same time. Bobby, before we go to break, what would a package, I mean, and this is purely hypothetical, if we're looking at Kevin Durant, yeah. what would a package even look like? I think if you're Sean Marks, you look at the top 25 players under the age of 25 and mm. say, do I want a Zion Williamson? Do I want Mikael Bridges and DeAndre Ayton? I'm just hypotheticals here. That's the players I'm looking at as far as just going down. Am I looking at Memphis's roster with all those young players outside of John ja Morant? You're not looking for players in that, you know, DeMar DeRozan and, you know, Nikola Vucevic. You're looking at young players to build around. And what would make a potential Kevin Durant trade really unique is he's got four years left on yeah. his contract. <laughs> and that makes virtually every team in the league willing to get involved. Mm. Again, because you know if you trade for him, he has to play for you. Mm -hmm. He's got to perform. And so it opens up the, the – when a player's got one or two years left, you're limited. Teams in small markets know if we trade for him, yep. he's probably going to walk. Right, the only question, the only question I have is, if Kyrie does opt out and go someplace else, what are the options that the Brooklyn Nets have to then pair Kevin Durant up with someone in free agency or something? Like, are their options completely gone if he leaves? Yeah, you're right at the salary cap. Yeah, I mean that's where you're looking at. You have Ben Simmons and Durant combined to make 80 million. Joe Harris, you know, the list goes on as far as where where you're at. They need to get Patty Mills to opt back in yeah. to his contract. That's an important factor for this Nets team. Okay. Absolutely, and that's what makes this all so fascinating. We will continue to be monitoring this situation closely. We still, though, have a lot to come on NBA Today, including Woj on exactly what happened at the top of the draft last night. That is coming up next. We will discuss that. Plus, which team in the league has the best young core? Bobby Marks also has an early look ahead to next year's draft. 
and the Attentacumpo family. They joined the show to talk about their debut movie, Rise, streaming on Disney Plus. NBA Today rolls on after this. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. With the first pick in the 2022 NBA Draft, the Orlando Magic select Paolo Bancaro. Who gon' stop me now? I wanted to be in the NBA, but I didn't know I would be here. You know, I'm going to come in and I'm going to do what I do. And I expect to have a great year. I'm ready. I'm ready. Welcome back to NBA Today. So no one was surprised, right, by the players that were selected in the top three of last night's draft. But the order that they were picked in, that's what raised a couple of eyebrows. So, Woj, can you peel back the curtain a little bit for us on the process for the Magic and how they landed on Paolo Bencaro? Listen, Orlando orchestrated one of the great stealth pre-draft processes that this league has seen in a long, long time. I think there was a time in this league when it was less of an information age where you could do this. But in this era, to keep something that quiet and to keep everybody believing you were doing exactly something else, it really, it it earned the respect of a lot of teams in the league, including the teams at number two and number three at number four, who until about 7.30 last night when we said, hey, Paolo Bancaro may be, may be the first pick in this draft, and as we got closer to eight and we had more confidence, he was their pick. You know, those guys all had a sort of, now you prepare for these in a draft room, Bobby knows this, you prepare for all the scenarios where, you know, it may not go exactly how we expect it to, and we know what our response to that be, would be. But I think for Orlando, they knew that other teams valued Jabari Smith Jr., mm-hmm. Chet Holmgren, more than Paolo Boncaro. They believed Paolo, Paolo was the best player in the draft. And I think by allowing people to think it might, that it was really Jabari Smith versus Holmgren, it would open up more trade calls. And that maybe they could have moved the second or moved the third with a great package and still gotten Boncaro there. It's essentially what Danny Ainge did with Jason Tatum and Markel Fultz. But then you run the risk, <clears throat> right? Then that's the risk as far as if he's your guy, yeah. just take him. And they did. Right? Right. And, and, they just, did. and just take him. And ultimately, we saw that that's what happened. But even Paolo said that at one point, he got a call from his agent, he said, a little bit before the pick came in, but he still couldn't believe it. He wasn't necessarily thinking that that's where he would go. So I think, I think Jabari Smith Jr. and his group, they were very confident they were going number one, and they had reason to believe. Chet Holmgren and his group, they, they thought Jabari was one, and they were two. And one thing, Sam Presti in Oklahoma City you know, you could say, hey, we're getting the guy we want at number two, yeah. which no one will ever know if Jabari Smith went number one. Well, when Boncaro goes number one, you go, okay, do you really have that conviction on Chet Holmgren? Because yeah. now you can yeah. get Jabari Smith. And, and I, and, go ahead. Go no, ahead. and I think that's something that you're, you're preparing for, yeah. right? You put every possible scenario, what if Boncaro goes, that, you know, and we're staring at Holmgren and, and, and Jabari Smith at number two. You know, that's not something that happens at 745. That's... 
that's part of the process there. And even further down, Detroit at number five, they, those teams all expected Jaden Ivey to go number four, and Sacramento moved to Keegan Murray, and all of a sudden there's Jaden Ivey there for the Pistons. Well, now, well and the, the, to add to what you were, to what you were saying, I, I talked to Jabari Smith Sr. because we played together. He had a short stint with the Nets. Oh, I got to start. That's for another show. That's my guy. It's all PG. It's all PG. Jabari Smith Sr. That's my guy. We played against each other in college, and so when he had his stint with the Nets, and so I got to see him last night, and I was just asking how I feel. I was like, I was happy for him. He was like, you know, he's like, my guy's going to go number one like the family everybody thought it was number one an hour mm. an hour before the draft even got started except so. for the agent except that yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Wallace Prather who came up to me while we were getting mic'd up he said hey man let me holler at you for a second I said don't you got uh Jabari Smith uh Joey? I said yeah he going number one right he was like, I hope so. I can't trust them, though. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, <laughs> and it, but here's the thing that, that Jay Billis has said repeatedly is that on any given other draft, these are three guys in Chet Holmgren, Paolo Bancaro, uh, and Jabari Smith Jr. that could have gone number one at any given moment. And so now sort of what we're looking at is a team, several teams that have these impressive young cores. And Bobby, this was your job to build rosters from the ground up. When you were looking at these young cores, particularly at the top of the draft, who do you see as the most potent and talented? I think certainly New Orleans, right? Oh. I mean, when you add you added uh, Dyson Daniels, mm-hmm. you have Brandon Ingram, a health, healthy Zion Williamson, uh, Herb Jones, who you picked in the second round last year. Um, that's a nice infrastructure of players that have shown can play in big games, playoff games. Ingram, um, and then you are you know with CJ McComb and, and Jonas Valanciunas. That's a <clears throat> that's a, a strong group of uh, of players. I like it. Mm. I got to go with OKC. Uh, I think Sam Presti did his thing yesterday. And knowing who they already have, you look at um, SGA and then you have Josh Giddy who who played well before he got hurt last season. And then you add Chet, right, the guy that you wanted, along with going to get two more lottery picks, right? You get Jalen Williams and then you get – Hassan Main Jane. Did I get that right? Usman. Usman Jane. Right? Close. So you, Close. Nice I tried. Work. I almost did. Right? So you get three lottery picks to go along with what you got already. And most importantly, not only did you get your guy, but you got two wings. And I kept talking about the wing position, <laughs> the most important part of, I mean, the most important position of yeah. the game today. Uh, the, 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 the Thunder are not going to hit on all these guys. And I don't think they expect to. But when you get as many picks as they do, you don't have to hit on them all. You have to hit on a few of them. And so they need Chet Holmgren to be a transcendent player because when you – it's one thing to get have lots of draft picks at 11, 12, 13, 6. You've got to be up in the top three to get – uh, that kind of a superstar, they think they've got it in Holmgren. Yeah, well, the same thing happened with Philly when they were in that super tank. People to look at Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons and say, oh, look at those guys. And it's like, there's a whole laundry list of guys that right. did not work out for them. But what I look at is I look at Cleveland, and it's because you've got two young all-stars uh, yeah. and, and Jared Allen and Darius Garland. Uh, obviously, Evan Mobley, who was my pick, sorry, Scotty, for Rookie of the Year. Uh, you got Isaac Okoro. You got so many young players there, and they were so close to making the postseason other than – 
you know, the injuries that happened to them late. So they add, and I'm not going to even do what Perk did. What's his name? Oche Ubaji. Oche Ubaji. We're going to figure out that name. So add, <laughs> if he can contribute anything to this already growing young core, it's going to be impressive. Smart move last night in Cleveland, drafting Evan Mobley's older brother. Brother, I that's the other Mobley. part. That shows you how yeah. important Evan Mobley yeah. is. And they're like, yeah. we're going to do anything very right. similar to what Giannis has Absolutely. as his brother. We're going to do everything because he <laughs> is the future of this organization and maybe the league. In right. my opinion. You named the two young all-stars, Darius Garland, uh, Jared Allen last year. Yeah. Evan Mobley is going He's going oh. to be the franchise player there. Well, yeah. and you mentioned Giannis Attentacumpo. We will be hearing from the Attentacumpo family later in the show. Still to come on NBA Today, who are the winners and losers of the draft? Our panel gives out some superlatives. That's coming up next. Plus, speaking of the draft, the Knicks. They were busy, to say the least, last night. So we get into what their grand plan is going forward and who they should be targeting this offseason. Woj gave us a little hint earlier, and I mentioned it. Here from the Attentacumpo family and what they have to say about their new movie that is debuting on Disney Plus today. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. My name is uh, Jansen Tukumbo. Doesn't matter where you start at. I want to be NBA player. It only matters where your heart's at. I'm going to do whatever it takes to help my team win, and I'm going to win the MVP. Make the impossible doable. I just want you to know you could be far from the usual. Anything you want, you can get it. Chasing dreams like you really can't lose. All you got to do is get it. My goal is to win a championship, and we're going to do whatever it takes to make that happen. So follow your dream. Welcome back to NBA Today. Uh, I had a front row seat for the majority of that video that we just showed you when I, I had the honor of handing Giannis Antetokounmpo the Larry O'Brien trophy. I could see what it meant to him, but as he just told me, this was just a step on the journey of a life that has brought him from the streets of Greece to one day the Hall of Fame. And I don't even think Giannis, a man who has an imagination that's literally the size of Mount Olympus, could have seen the next chapter. A Disney movie made about his life, and it's happened. Rise is streaming now on Disney+, and I sat down with the Attentacumbo family earlier this week. I am joined now by the Attentacumpo family. We have Giannis, Thanasis, Veronica, Kostas, and Alex. And I have seen two of you up close and personal win a championship. Three of you have won NBA championships. You've been on the mountaintop. But I would imagine that there's still something surreal about seeing your collective story play out on the big screen. And Veronica, I was hoping to start with you here. Was there a moment when you were watching this movie as the mother who raised five boys that you just thought to yourself, wow? Yes, it was a moment when I watched the movie. Then uh, I went back to the way our life started. And it was so excited, so amazing that everything went the way it's it's it has been to this day 
Absolutely. Giannis, what was your physical reaction in your body? Were there goosebumps? Were there tears? What was it when you first saw Rise? Um, first of all, when I went to the, because we went to the movie theater, like, this was a couple months ago. Uh, the first time I saw it, we came to LA. We basically talked as a family. We said, okay, we're going to go watch the movie. We're not going to get emotional. We're not going to cry at all. Okay, like, please, let's make this ourselves this promise that we're not going to cry. Uh, we got to the movie theater, and once I saw the, uh, like, the Disney, we were the castle when it says, like, Disney. And, you know, in every Disney movie, that's how it starts, right? So I was like, holy moly, like, this is, like, real. This is for real. I started, like, running inside the movie theater up and down. <laughs> and then, um, you know, when it started, obviously, you know, it starts, I'm not gonna give you the whole thing, it starts with my parents, you know, showing a little bit of the struggles, you know, and what they had to overcome uh, to get to Greece. And, and when I saw that, I started getting emotional. That might be because my dad, our dad is not here with us today to also watch the movie, but he's watching from above. Uh, and he's extremely happy and proud of what we've accomplished, who, who we've become as human beings and everything we've done. So uh, we, we, we couldn't ask for a better, pair of uh, parents, you know, sorry, yeah, parents, right? Thank you. So, mommy, thank you, thank you from the bottom, you. bottom of our heart. Thank you. Love um, you. Love you too, mom. But uh, after when the movie was done, I was like, I was motivated. Like, I'm like, we started from this and we are here today with hard work, you know, and determination. Like, I'm, I'm so excited for the future. I'm so excited if we stay humble and we still have the same mindset what, like, how many things we can still accomplish. You know, like, this is just the beginning. And uh, the next day I went and dropped uh, 47, I think. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> Did you watch the finals? No, I didn't, actually. I know who won. And, you know, uh, con uh, congrats to the Golden State Warriors. Uh, it's been an unbelievable um, dynasty for them. You know, for those three guys, from where they started, where they are right now. Uh, it's been an unbelievable journey. Like. Like for every team, every player, like we want to accomplish the same uh, things. Like they're setting the example for us. Uh, let me ask something. Did you did you cry when you watched the movie? No, you didn't. You didn't I'm, a, cry. I'm a movie crier, so that's not saying much that I that I I get a I got a little choked up. <laughs> so that's not saying much. That's it. That's it. And now you have a Disney movie that you get to share with your children, and that is pretty remarkable. Attentacumpo family, thank you so much. There you thank do. You. Thank, you. Thank, you. Thank, you. Thank, you. thank you. Thank you. On take a look at this. Giannis Attentacumpo and his sons, they wore matching suits to the premiere. How adorable is that? What great photos and just a wonderful moment for that family. Yesterday, the sports world celebrated the 50th anniversary of Title IX, which bans discrimination based on gender and education including sports. But today, the Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade, declaring that the constitutional right to abortion, upheld for nearly a half century, no longer exists. In less than 24 hours, we celebrated equal rights for women, and now we react to women's reproductive rights being taken away. Sue Bird tweeted gutted in response to the news, and LeBron James retweeted former President Barack Obama, including this. Today, the Supreme Court not only reversed nearly 50 years of precedent 
it relegated the most intensely personal decision someone can make to the whims of politicians attacking the essential freedoms of millions of Americans. Josh Hart wrote to the women in this country, I'm sorry. The Seattle Storm tweeted in part, people have won the freedom to buy guns with impunity while women have lost the freedom to decide their own future. And lastly, the WNBA issued a statement along with this tweet. This ruling provides a treacherous pathway to abortion bans that reinforce economic, social, and political inequalities and could lead to higher rates of maternal mortality while eviscerating rights to reproductive freedom for everyone. Hashtag bans off our bodies. NBA Today, we'll be right back. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Welcome to the 2022 NBA Draft, the next generation of stars in our league. Where will they land? With the first pick, Paolo Bancaro. I can't believe what just happened. The Oklahoma City Thunder select Chet Holmgren. With the third pick, Jabari Smith Jr. Let it out, young fellas. This is about the journey. I'm just so happy. I'm just so happy. The lights don't get much brighter than this. I didn't want to stop until I was walking across that stage. You know, I'm going to come in and I'm going to do what I do. I'm ready. Welcome back to NBA Today. So fresh off of the NBA draft, I'd like to do some draft superlatives here to just kind of see maybe some winners, some losers, the, the best, right? Who was the best pick of the night. And this can be from any angle, right? It can be fit. It can be talent. It can be value. It can just be your personal opinion. So, Perk, I'm going to start with you here. What's the, what's the question? What's the question? I'm saying, what's the, the question? The best okay. pick hey, of hey, the draft. To everybody out there, my guy worked 19 hours yesterday. Yeah. I, I was I was at a, I was at a cocktail I'm, party, and I was like, yo, the draft's still going on. I'm going with Jay Ivey, right? I thought Detroit got a hell of a pick in him at number five. Um, you look at the first three picks, right? All of those guys were 6'10 and above. Jaden Ivey gives me that Ja Morant type, you know, vibe, his athleticism. And I think the sky's the limit for this kid. Um, he could actually turn out to be the best player in this draft, like, you know, Ja Morant is competing with Zion Williamson, in my opinion. Uh, we know he's going to work hard. I think he's going to a great organization that's starting to, you know, that got their foundation with Troy Weaver being at the top of the chart. So I got Jay Navi as the pick of the draft. Bobby? I think for me it's Shaden Sharp, and it's not because our former colleague Mike Schmitz worked for the Portland Trailblazers. <laughs> yeah. I just look at the situation, him going to Portland with Damian Lillard, Anthony Simons, Jeremy Grant, Josh Hart already there, where yeah. there's not a rush to throw him right on the court. And his upside, I think his upside is through the roof here, where, I mean, who I hate we're using the word franchise, but if developed the right way, yeah. could potentially be there. Me, uh, I think the Knicks. Uh, the Knicks, to me, had, had uh, 
uh, my favorite overall pick because they used it. Why are you guys? Why sorry, are you guys I'm sorry. Go ahead. Y'all, will y'all be professional for two seconds? I'm being. I serious. worked 19 hours too. Oh, okay, He's bringing yeah, that's his fair. New Jersey no, I, out of him no, right I, now. No, I think the pick. No, I love. Look, their fans. They loved it, and that's the thing. When the Knicks fans are happy, then it, then I think everything is all right in the world because you just want them to get what they want. And I think the Knicks fans were ecstatic about the Knicks pick. Well, and it did open up cap space. I want to go back to Ivy for just one second. We spoke about it earlier in the show, but how? did he end up as the number five pick? Yeah, I think a variety of factors in Sacramento at number four. Number one, not only did they not get to meet with him or do a workout, I don't think a workout's as important for a player who, who had his body of work and what they had seen, but not getting his physical, not having his, not the, his group, not sharing the medicals with them and making it pretty clear, we would prefer not to be there. And of course, listen, they, you know, De'Aaron De Fox, uh, Davion Mitchell, you know, they've got two young guards there. And, of course, they traded Tyrese Halliburton last year to get yeah. Sabonis. And I think just positionally, the lack of medical information, the lack of enthusiasm of the player to be mm -hmm. there, this is an organization that I think just is not in position to, to have any kind of a cloud hanging over, bringing a player in. Um, and so, and I think with Keegan Murray, it was a guy that they were really sold on, an older player. Uh, more, you know, advanced in his career, certainly to this point, and a player who, you know, I think can, can help them in the front court, both spots, really highly productive in college. This is a Kings team who, more than anything, they just want to get in the postseason. Yeah. They want to end this drought. And I think this is a player who can get on the floor for them and help. They look to see if they could trade out a four because they knew the value for a lot of teams was Ivy, and there was never really a deal out there that made sense. So they just put to, they took the player in uh, Murray there that, that they felt just they were going to be able to just move forward with more quickly. The Kings, of course, the owners of the longest postseason drought in the NBA mm. currently, and then the Detroit Pistons end up with an excellent NBA history. Ivy. There you go. Right. And uh, were, were you saying <coughs> on Knicks fans? Yes. Uh, so yeah. here's Stephen A. Smith. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. I got the super drip, I got the super drip, like camera action, no need for acting, I'm really doing this, I got the drip drop, I'm at the tip top, ain't no confusing, keeping it moving, ain't making pit stops, you know I've been hot, how do I miss shots, how do I shoot a dump in the cooler, you with the gym socks, drip, drop, drip, drop, I got super drip, talking super duper drip, drip, drop, drip, drop, I am super cool, but I'm super duper lit. Okay, let's uh, oh, spin move. get spin into move. some top of the top from last night's outfits. 
Y'all okay? Oh, I'm just sure. All right, we're going to start better. with some bold looks. Dyson Daniels, he came through dripping with a silver suit. It was, what was it, silver, black, silver, black Which one? Which one? Yeah, he had, a little, he had a little something going on. Oh, oh, oh look, he looked like the Tin Man. It's a new studio. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm looking for Dorothy. All he needed was some red slippers. Well, you know what I'm saying? You know. And, oh, and that was all, nice. The white? The white? The white with the little, um, what is that? In, encrusted, bejeweled. That seemed to be a theme last night. Just... Yes. Absolutely this was dripping fly. in diamonds. Dri- yes. What, which one do you like best, Perk? You know what? I got to go with the purple rain. The purple, purple rain? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, I like that. Yeah, Sue Kim's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Well, we have to show more love to Ben Caro's outfit because, I mean, it was... It was a lot, but I kind of like. I'm still trying to figure out what exactly was on his suit. Ooh, oh, Arizona, nice. bear nice. down. That's come on, nice. come I on now, <laughs> come on now, bear down. Classic with just a little bit of something, something on your suit. Okay, guys, let me tell you about that's the sun- good. That's me, clean. Let me tell you about the sunglass look. Right, I know you guys think it's cool, and it is cool. But this is a moment your face will be seen. When your face is recognizable, that means more money. Stop wearing sunglasses. It means less money. It might look cool, but the more recognizable you are. That's why NBA players are some of the most marketable Bro, players. This is Stop wearing glasses. Teaching, it is a teaching moment. Great, We're teaching the young fellas. One of the great things about is kind of when they open up their jackets, you know, and you get to see the cool yeah, stuff on the inside. Yeah. Let's take a look at some of those suits from last night. I know Jabari Smith, he had one. That seat, that's nice. See, I like that. It's almost like a little surprise on the inside. And you know what? He was about business. He was. He Absolutely. Was about and that's how you should dress. And then, oh, yeah, Ooh, Jalen Durant. See, I like that color. That is a good color. I think think the chain instead of a tie is kind of my thing, right? This is nice, too. Let's see what's on the inside. Oh, okay. All right. That's nice. Which one won? For me, it's it's burgundy. No, no, no. I got to go with Jabari. I got to go with Jabari. Jabari. The vest? The vest. The burgundy? Well, the other theme of the night last night was that, again, that it it just bedazzled. There you go. He won. The ice. And, and said, he said he rolled the dice on himself, and that's why he uh, hollows yeah, everywhere. Uh, yeah, a chain is not a tie, but I think it's good. It's like a, a, a chain tie. Can I? Can you get a chain that looks like you a tie? Get a that chain. would be dope. Do a chain. Do a chain that's a bow tie. One of the next year. Guys. You need to button your shirt before you can even wear it. First of all, this is this is this is my cat. This is my you know casual Monday look. You know, it's not Monday. Exactly. You know, it's fine. <laughs> you know, like that works. You know, it's, it's right, sure your casual it Monday look. Somebody make a chain that's a bow tie, so it's you're wearing a tie. <laughs> so, so who was the MVP of suits last night? Me. Chit. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. No. Not. Paolo. Uh, Paolo. Uh, I like his. Not for me. That's nice. Why is nice? I like shiny shoes. But like I, 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 yeah, this was a lot for me. But I, I, I see it. I respect it. I salute you and know that I couldn't pull it off. That's kind of how I feel about it. No. You need more ice. We'll we'll, we'll get you some more ice. I don't have enough. I just want to know what's behind the color though. Like Washington. It was Washington. He took a little bit of heat for leaving his town to go to Duke. Mm. Both his parents played at Washington. So so he wore purple. A little bit of yak. You know, a little bit of of Washington. Washington love. All right. Well, more NBA today. We'll be back in 60 seconds. Oh, we can figure out what excited? day it is. I don't care what day it is. I'm- assume they can't afford great insurance, but State Farm has surprisingly great rates that fit any budget. Just like they assume our analysts carefully craft their opinions before each show. So how do you do it? Another banger. You done it again, Pert. The shot clock isn't real. Time is an illusion. 
Tune in to the NBA on ESPN, presented by State Farm. I just want to share one of my favorite moments from last night uh, at the draft. Hugo Besson, he waited in the stands for not only enti- the entire first round, the entire yes. second round to hear his name called mm-hmm. as the 58th and final pick of the night. I mean, you can just see him there. I, I just, I, I loved it so much because it, he was in the stands. He waited to have his moment with Deputy Commissioner Mark Tatum, and and that's really to me what the draft is all about. That's what it's all about. But we're on vacation. Oh, you just missed. <laughs> You're on vacation. Oh, <laughs> it's time to go, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Drinks are on perk. That's gonna do it for <laughs> us go. as we start our water park. I'll see y'all next week. We'll see week. you next I'm week. Done. <laughs> I got a party coming up.